Welcome to the Advice and Insights Podcast with David L. Bonson. Hello and welcome to this week's Advice and Insights Podcast. This is David Bonson. I'm the Chief Investment Officer of the Bonson Group, and we are here to talk this week about the lovely, fascinating, exhilarating topic of the impact of interest rates on the stock market. We have one of these just absolutely um, mind-boggling environments right now. And I say mind-boggling because it is boggling of the mind for those that maybe are not totally accustomed to the counterintuitive realities of being an equity investor. You see all good news pretty much significant uh, outperformance from individual companies releasing their first quarter earnings result. When I say outperformance, I mean they earned more than was expected. They did so with higher revenues than were expected, and they're maintaining higher profit margins than were expected, and in a lot of cases, even projecting higher going forward than expected as far as what their guidance would be for earnings throughout the remainder of the year. So, that begs the question then, if all this news is good, what would create gyrations in the market? Wouldn't markets be loving all the good news? And the markets have not been falling apart from news. We, we were, we've had a day recently, the markets were down quite a bit, even with good earnings announcements that day. And we had a day re- this week where with really good news that and the market went way higher. So you have to understand two things. First and foremost is something I've been repeating every week, and I just kind of want to get out of the way. The, the environment, the landscape, the, the dirt that we're planting a portfolio in right now is already sort of accepting of a more volatile environment. We have a, um, a certain skittishness, a kind of hesitancy, a vulnerability, if you will, that does not cause investors to panic. It does not cause a major sell-off. It does not cause what we call a risk-off environment. And in fact, as I've pointed out recently, a lot of assets are behaving like we're in a risk-on environment. High-yield bond spreads, for example, are very tight. Emerging markets are performing reasonably fine on the year. Um, generally, if our U.S. markets are down a little, you'd expect emerging markets to be down more than a little. Well, actually, emerging markets are outperforming. Uh, small cap, mid cap, outperforming. So you don't have a risk-off environment. You have skittishness. That's why I keep using that term to describe just the soil in which investing is taking place right now. Fear of, of things maybe not being... Um, totally certain, and then them getting a little more uncertain, whether it be trade and tariffs, whether it be the Fed tightening more than expected, things of that nature. So within the context of that being our foundation, then you look to the fundamentals of what prices equities. Always and forever, what matters most is a company's ability to continue growing profits. When you buy shares of stock, you're buying a future claim on those profits with all of those future earnings and cash flows discounted into today. So essentially, it is our belief that the amount of money or premium that or multiple one will pay for those future earnings is heavily dependent on the interest rate in the market. The higher the discount rate, the higher the competitive rate, basically. Someone saying, hey, look, I can go get 2% in a 10-year bond, or I can buy all the profits that XYZ companies are going to make for 10 years, 
and and I am paying you know a certain PE ratio for it. So you get what's called an earnings yield, which is just the inverse of the PE ratio. The higher the competitive rate, the bond yield, what we would call here the discount rate, for those who understand kind of accounting function a little more, the higher the discount rate, the lower the earnings yield would be for the stocks, meaning the relatively less attractive they become. But to the extent that the bond yield is going higher because there's economic growth, you also could have higher earnings. So you end up in a game of tug of war, and that's the story of the stock market is right now. The tension is between the good news of a higher earnings, the higher denominator, versus a higher numerator, which is affecting the division, okay? And what I mean by that is that when you, you have a, a higher multiple, excuse me, a higher discount rate, a higher bond yield, then you get a lower multiple. And people are willing to pay less for those growing earnings of stocks than they otherwise would. Now, if you get a multiple going down while the earnings themselves are going down, that's what we generally call recession. People are paying less because there's bad negative sentiment. It's risk off. And the earnings themselves are fundamentally deteriorating. That's a real bad market. Generally, it can turn into a bear market. What we have right now is very different. You have one aspect, the earnings going the right way. Another aspect, the multiple going the wrong way. That is just kind of the explanation as to what's moving markets and creating market tension right now. Well, what's going to happen then? Unfortunately, that is not an answer I can offer because if we end up with significant inflationary pressures, it's going to get worse. I don't believe that will happen, but it's certainly on the radar. And we don't necessarily need real inflationary pressures to come. We need the expectations of greater inflation to come to become problematic. So the way that we are positioning it is focusing on things that are less susceptible to the valuation. If one buys a very expensive growth stock at the hope it just gets more expensive, they're playing with fire right now. It's not the type of environment we want to be investing in. So yes, we are buying value. We're buying things with lower valuations, lower PE ratios, lower historical valuations compared to ways they've been priced in the past. But we're also looking for companies growing their cash flows and growing the dividends they're paying. They can be caught into some overall market beta, market volatility, but uh, they really do have an embedded defensiveness that gives them a better security or safeguard against such thing. Overall, I believe that there are disinflationary forces worldwide that have not yet been kind of extinguished. The forces of globalization, of aging demographics, of technological advances that have served as a sort of deflationary price pressure, I don't think those have been distinguished, extinguished enough for us to say that now inflationary forces are going to be pushing bond yields way higher. I think there's great organic growth, and that organic growth is probably accurate right now with a bond yield about 3%. A bond yield at 2% was too low. A bond yield at 2% was saying... For right or for wrong, the bond market and its trillions of dollars of economic actors was saying there's no growth in this economy. We've now seen that bond yield move all the way up to 3% because there is belief that there's economic growth. But for it to turn truly inflationary and transitory and represent a new paradigm or new transition, we, we think that you would require a far different economic landscape than we have now. So our best advice and best insight is that investors focus on quality in their portfolio, that they maintain a vision for growing cash flows and, and the dividends that should be coming from that, 
and that they understand that the forces that will move market prices up, down, and around are real, they're understandable, they're tied into a very permanent economic truism around the, the numerator of a multiple, of valuation, of a P-E ratio, of sentiment, and the math of what one will pay for earnings relative to a discount rate. And because that discount rate is moving higher, we can expect a bit more volatility. And because that is happening on top of a more volatile, skittish environment, then you're going to get sometimes a little accelerated volatility. But the fundamentals will play themselves out. Growing earnings, growing cash flows will win through in the end. And avoiding hyper-expensive stocks that can really blow up will be the best defense you can play. I did a quick advice and insights this week, but we hope you got a lot out of it, and we certainly hope you will reach out with questions or comments. Thank you for listening to Advice and Insights, and thank you for uh, writing us a great review and subscribing to the podcast at any format you'd like. Thank you for listening to our Advice and Insights podcast with David L. Bonson. The Bonson Group is registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there's no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced here and will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. The team in Hightower shall not be in any way liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the team and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.